0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roasted Games Podcast. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Bill Price. Welcome, everyone. Um, We are going to kick it off, as we always do. We've got some interesting topics to talk about today. One surprise topic we're going to get into right away, I think. Um, But uh, I don't know. Should we do that first, or should we do Games Played?
1: Let's do Games Played first. Okay. uh,
0: Because it's a tie-in. Yes. So So, um, we'll jump right into Games Played. I missed Game 9, unfortunately. My whole family is um, (laughs) sick. You know what I feel like this last week? I feel like the last survivor in a zombie apocalypse, as I watch everyone I love fall around me. (laughs) (laughs) And succumb to this horrible disease. My wife has just been like bedridden, and my little uh, six year old is uh, recovering, but they both are just like lying and moaning on the couch, just like uh, coughing on things. I'm walking around just trying to avoid them. Well, I think you already had what they had. Weren't you sick for like six months or something? Yeah, I had something epic, and that's why I'm determined to not get
1: it this time. So I've been trying to be helpful but not get too close. All right. Well, I did go to game night, and I played two games. Uh, One I've talked about before, and that's Animal Kingdoms. We played five-player. Excuse me. uh, Five-player with... uh, with some people who had played a few times and a couple people who'd never played, and um, once again, everybody loved it. Uh, I think I prefer it with five players over any other player count. Okay, I've really come to that conclusion because I feel like uh, there's just almost this sense of uh, of desperation towards like <laughs> after a few rounds right. or not a few rounds, but after a few you know, go-arounds and placements, you start to see that you can't really cover every spot. Right. But you know that somebody is going to take one of the spots you want. Because of the fact there's only five kingdoms. Yeah. And everybody's going to take one. Uh, it doesn't settle out like like with a two- or three-player game, especially, especially with a three-player game everybody has one that they're really the only one competing for. Right. They might compete for the other two, the two left over, in which case that's kind of the whole game. But everybody kind of knows where they are and aren't going to win, and they don't really put any time or effort into those. Yeah. Uh, but in a five-player game, like you really kind of have to uh, almost rush to secure that capital city, that spot. <laughs> um, and, and I really like that feeling a little more than kind of the meandering of the, the three player game. Sure. Uh, for sure. So, um, I'm not gonna bore anybody with huge details about animal kingdoms, but I am going to bore everybody <laughs> with the next game because I've never played it before. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have now, but I had never played it before. And, um, for, uh, our friend Julie brought it and, uh, she bought it because it was pretty <laughs> and it is gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. Um, it's very well produced. It's got uh, it. It's just it's really nice looking, uh, and it's called koi. Okay, just yeah, like yeah. the fish. So it's up, uh, it's talking. like a big pond, like hex board pond, and uh, you have these really cool uh, koi meeples, and everybody's a fish. And there's these lily pads that float around on the the pond, and they spawn these dragonflies, and the idea is to the the object of the game is to get points by eating dragonflies every time your koi eats a dragonfly it's three points and uh, can also mess with each other by placing frogs and stuff that eat nearby dragonflies Uh, and frogs can be eaten by the fish but they're only uh, they're only worth one point so you can kind of use that as almost like a little take that ish Um, this game goes against what i feel like I should like because the two main mechanisms, really the only two mechanisms in this game, are two that appeared on my, I don't want to play your game if it's got these lists. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is programmed movement. So okay. it has programming and, uh, and take that. And I'll explain why I really enjoyed this game, regardless of those. Um, with the programmed movement, you, you have all these cards in your hand. And you uh, can play, when it comes around to your turn, you can play as many cards as you want, and there's optional moves and required moves. And they can really kind of be interwoven really interestingly, and you can kind of make runs of like two, three, four, five cards, and kind of circle your fish around to, uh, because if you don't have the cards to move your fish in the directions you want to move them, then you can't. You can't eat anything. Um, But there are things like uh, you can play a rock card where you can place a couple of rocks that sort of uh, get in other people's way. Okay. Um, And they can consequently do the same thing to you. You can place new lily pads where new dragonflies will spawn every turn. So you can place them kind of in your little area because invariably people kind of... Get a feel for part of the pond that they are kind of claiming as theirs. Sure, uh, where they sort of stick to that area. Although you can go anywhere in the pond, and I, I had a big move where I ate four dragonflies in one turn uh, by going all the way across the board and getting somebody else's dragonflies and coming over. Um, and then there's there's weather that influences. So there's a lot going on. Right, uh, it's it's a fairly simple game to on its surface, and and Julie was actually afraid that. The game group wouldn't really like this game because she felt like it was too simple, or that we would think it was too simple. Right. And and it really, really wasn't. Uh, the it, it's it's got simple mechanisms, but there's so much going on, and so many things affect other things because there's also these like um, rose petals you can lay down or whatever they're called, and they they kind of move stuff. So they'll move the dragonflies off of lily pads. Um, and there's just it's there's a lot going on. It's really really cool. There's a the the big decision mechanism for me was you only get three new cards each round, and there's like eight or nine rounds. Okay. Um, but cards carry over. Okay. So what I did for a couple was maybe do. <laughs> One or two cards out of my original hand, and then get three cards, and then maybe one or two, and then get more, and then I could have that huge round where I could play six or seven cards in a row and just go all over the place and go crazy. So I'd have kind of downturns, but it would build up to really big epic turns. And I think kind of everybody had uh, a couple of those. At least playing over a certain number
0: of rounds or to a certain like point.
1: It's a certain number of rounds. It's uh, I believe. I believe it's either eight or nine rounds. I think there's eight weather cards and there's one weather card per round, except for the first round I don't think has weather. So maybe it's nine rounds. Uh, I don't remember that exactly. Okay. But, um, but I really enjoyed it because I feel like with programmed movement games, I think one of my biggest issues typically is that other people can really ruin your plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way this one works is like you take your turn and lay out as many cards as you want and do your stuff. And then it's the next person. They put their stuff down in in any order they want, however they want. Um, and so by the time it gets to you, you, you know what the board state is. Sure. And you can kind of the whole time you're sort of planning a little bit, you know, maybe somebody takes the dragonfly that you were going to go after. But if somebody takes the last dragonfly, then they all respawn. So you also gotcha. have to be careful. If you take the last one, the next hmm. person after you gets it's a, a windfall. Feast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so you kind of gotta we're out there. And I think that, that that's that's a big part of the the reason I liked it is because um, it is programmed movement, but it's kind of cleverly done. And it doesn't lock you into making decisions like a robo-rally or something does where people can, you can just end up staring at a wall for half the right. Right. Um And the other mechanism it, it has that it, fairly heavily, I was surprised, was um, was take that. Hmm. But it was a fun, silly take that. It wasn't, you couldn't do anything to somebody else to just ruin their turn. Or destroy their game. You could put a couple rocks to, you know, and, and laugh and make it, make them have to maneuver around a little bit more, or you could, you know, play a rose thing to knock one of their, you know, bugs, dragonflies off of the lily pad in the wrong direction or something silly like that. But there was never a time, and Brandon and I were really going after each other, um, but in such a fun, light way, <laughs> right? And it was, it was kind of like, hey, this made me realize that it's not take that that I hate; it's malicious, go eat shit kind of. Yeah. Take that like, that I don't like.
0: Drop not like sniping, but like dropping a nuclear bomb on yeah. someone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and this was just. Fun and silly, and and it would make my life a little bit tougher, but it wasn't anything I couldn't get around. Right, and vice right. versa. There was no like, your fish is dead, or <laughs> you have to <laughs> leave the board or yeah. skip your turn, yeah, or something. You're m- allergic to dragonflies yeah, now. <laughs> something really <laughs> jerky like that, um, and it just it it worked in combination with this programming thing, and uh, I I don't know, I I really liked it. I'm I'm curious for you. To, to take a peek at it uh everyone else seemed to like it brandon really liked it um jeff liked it i'm trying to think who won um no Je- jeff didn't play jeff didn't play uh this other <laughs> but he still guy won somehow this, uh, he did it's <laughs> Which really is so weird no. brandon won i came in second by two points so um and everybody was reasonably close, within a few points. Nice. So, yeah, it looks. Um,
0: yeah, it looks cool. Was, as you're talking, I was looking up some of the cards, and those weather cards are really interesting. And in how you can like um, what they allow you to do. Like uh, I said, bright, you can jump over things. Um, there's another one that lets you. I think the rain lets you ignore certain movements. Yeah, that's a really interesting yeah, structure. It, yeah, it, it,
1: it was really neat. And the uh, the weather cards definitely have an impact on the game. Like sure. A, yeah. A real concrete impact on the game. And um, so I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I would super duper play it again. Um, I, it's not necessarily something that my one complaint and I am going to put a caveat on, on my enjoyment of this game. I felt like for what it was, it was probably a hair too long. Okay. Five, maybe six rounds feels like it would have been a great sweet spot because for as reasonably simple as, as it is in concept, even though there's a lot going on, Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing dramatically different about every turn right So by the time you go through the eight or nine rounds or whatever you're almost getting to the point where it's out staying it's welcome just a little bit yeah um, I feel like if I were to play it again I'd probably play it with six rounds sure okay uh, but I understand why it's longer because it does take time to sort of you know manipulate the right cards and maneuver around and maybe maybe you're sacrificing a turn. You know, by only playing one or two things in order to build up cards for future turns, and that does take time. Sure. Yeah. And so you can't just cut. You know, do three rounds and you're 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 done yeah. because that takes that takes one of my favorite elements away. But I th- I feel like the eight or nine rounds that it is is just a hair too long. It's gotcha. like right yeah. on the other side of the line. So that that's that's my one complaint. Okay. Uh, it's very well produced. It's really pretty. Um, the the components are are very well done they're beautiful The there's the frog meeples they have frog meeples <laughs> and these that's these cool. fish that are all have like unique patterns on them and yeah it's it's really neat so and that's koi yeah it's a beautiful looking game it's yeah i'm gonna color. put some uh, i'm gonna put some pictures of it up on instagram at roasted games one nice um all right so what else did you play that's everything that I play. All right, just those two games. <laughs> so now we're. I want. I want to get into something.
0: All right, let's get a tie-in to game night. Um, yeah, this is a, an experience that Bill and I have had separately, and we've been talking a lot about it. And, um, it has to do with kind of the structure of game nights, personality. It's at game nights. Um, if you have a game group like ours, we regularly have new people pop in and that's great. We love that. Absolutely. We had a recent experience where we had, um, someone show up and it would just, I don't know how else to put it. just kind of threw us for a loop. (laughs) Yeah. It was a weird interaction, both
1: occasions. And, um, if you go to a new game group, don't be this guy, I guess is the thing that I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, try. I don't know. That's what's so, it's just a, it's just a how, how what, why It's questions. But, so what happened is basically um, a couple of weeks ago, Bill couldn't make it to game night. And uh, we had a bunch of new people show up. So this is kind of what's interesting about the situation is Bill and I each had this individually. And the other person was not there. So a couple of weeks ago, Bill couldn't make it to game night. We had a few new people show up and that was great. Um, Obviously, when that happens, people who are regulars of the game group, we try to split up so no new people are just, you know, obviously left to their own devices. We have some ambassadors from our group in every game that's being played. And um, I had a couple uh, people in mind and then another regular game member that we played some four-player games. And uh, we played two games. um, And as we started playing the first one, um, I just – it was a semi-co-op game. We were playing Jaws. So it's me versus the three of them, but still a very light game. And as we're going through this game, I just got these very aggressive uh, alpha gamery vibes from this person who was new. The other person who was new, as was this, as his friend, was doing great. But this, it was one of those things where you try to be nice and outreach this person to be like, hey, as welcoming as possible. But at every turn, at every attempt, the response you get is kind of annoyance that you're even talking to them. And um, out heavy alpha gamer vibes about running about the game, really kind of pushing your will on other people and sort of trying to dominate the game in general. He's on his
1: phone a lot the whole time. And too, he's on right? his
0: phone as I'm explaining the rules. He's not even looking at me. He's Just he's texting and playing a game. Literally playing a game on his phone while I'm talking. So that's just rude. I mean. It doesn't take that long to explain the games. I mean, I was, in his defense, <laughs> I hadn't actually ran Jods. I'd only played it, so I had to clarify some things on the rule book, and so it took a little bit longer than normal. But still, that happens. Kaz it, is boring, but he's not that boring. <laughs> I'm not boring you to tears. I mean, right. I tend to go off on tangents sometimes. But, but also, it's just like you've never met someone before, even if you're bored or frustrated maybe, it can't, a it can't be that much. This is this just happens sometimes. You got to recheck rules or reconfirm things as you're setting up a game. And B, you know, it's just a courtesy thing. Okay, whatever. Some people just you know whatever. Um, but then we're playing through this game, and uh, like I said, the, he just started to try to dominate the game and um, kind of shame people into doing things or like shame them about what they were doing. That wasn't ideal which is very much against the spirit of our group. You may not play ideal, and that's fine. The whole point of these games is to engage them in a way that is fun for you, and if that is a losing strategy, that's cool. Have fun with the game, Um, but that's something maybe you have to learn as you get part of our group more and more. This progressed throughout the night, and uh, we ended up having ending Jaws. I lost horribly as the shark. They, they won. And uh, then uh, we decided to jump into another game. So then we jumped into a game called Saboteur. I won't go into every detail of what happened, but basically, um, in Saboteur, though, we've talked about this before, there is a saboteur. And one of us can be the saboteur, but one of us might, no one might be the saboteur. It could be left out. So <clears throat> the first hand of the game, he made a move that was very clearly a saboteur move. <laughs> And so I, trying to keep it light, was joking, being like, oh, someone played their hand. I know what you are. And so on my turn, I played one of the action cards that can um, inhibit this saboteur. It's a very mild inhibition. You can easily get around it through the course of the game. Um, But he took this as if I had (laughs) laid this card down and then said horrible things about his sister as I did it. It was just... He just was really offended by it and uh, making noises that he wasn't the saboteur, blah, blah, blah. Um, turns out he was the saboteur, so that good on him for just defending, like, saying he wasn't. But then the rest of the game, it wasn't about playing the game for him. It was about
1: getting back at me for daring to <laughs> inhibit his gameplay. He even said in the second round when there was no saboteur, he even said played uh, the broken tool thing on you right away and and said that's this for is last for last round, round. <laughs> and this is a cooperative co-op, co-op a cooperative game, game semi-cooperative
0: one of us can be the saboteur <laughs> but it's a cooperative game so anyway the first round there's three rounds in this game they're quick they take like five to ten minute rounds uh typically five to ten minute rounds um so the first round was just back and forth me and him kind of i, I was sure he's the saboteur so i was kind of getting his way and he was just getting in my way probably because i was getting in his way so that's fair it turns out he was the saboteur. Anyway, we reset the game, redistribute the loyalty cards. and the second round, you if you were the saboteur, you're not necessarily going to beat again. So like Bill said, first thing he does is he breaks my tool so I can't play part of the game. And I'm like, oh, man, you must be the saboteur again. So I go back and break his tool. Keep in mind, I'm still trying to keep this light. I'm not sure why he's really so aggressive, but I'm just like, all right, whatever, man. All right, well, then I guess you showed your hand, so I'm... I'm Planary term. return. Uh, so anyway, we go back and forth again this whole term. Basically, the game is now him trying to take me out of the game and me just responding. And at the end of that, we reveal he was not the saboteur, no one was the saboteur, and I'm like, why were you breaking my tools? And like you said, his response was, Well, that's for last round. And I'm like, it's Man, this is a cooperative game. game. That's not how that works. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's not how any of this works. <laughs> but just the whole concept of I understand frustration we you know we've talked about take that and how that can be annoying saboteur is not even close to annoying in the way take that there's easy ways around it and it's just an understandable part of the game um but this personality type when it comes in game group it was just that's what threw us for a loop because there's people who play aggressively or people who are more dominating fair enough but this guy was just he seemed angry (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. Just angry at every turn. Not like raging, but like holding a grudge type of, I've got to set this right with you or put you in your place type of thing. So anyway, this was a weird and confusing game night for me. I I enjoyed with, uh, he brought a friend and she was very nice and enjoyed the time. She could tell she was a little ashamed of his behavior throughout the night and was trying to chastise him into kind of falling in line or whatever. I don't know. Um, So I enjoyed her company and... I just thrown for a loop though. And so I was commiserating with Bill and explaining what happened um, and being like, man, I don't know how to, what this guy's deal was. Did I catch him on off night or is he just type of personality or what? So fast forward to two weeks later, I had to skip game game night because my family is dying. And uh, so I was not there. there. And so Bill had his own experience with this person. And I'll throw it to you to
1: recount your take. So I didn't actually know this was the same guy that, that Cass had talked about. And so uh, he sat down, and my friend Brandon is just like, "Hey, I'm Brandon. How's it going?" And the guy kind of like looks at him, then he kind of looks at me, and he looks away, and looks back at Brandon, and he's like, and "He mutters his name," and I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." So I'm like, "Hey, I'm Bill," and I went to shake his hand, and he did shake my hand, but then didn't say anything. And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name." And he said his name again, but that was it. Like that was the whole conversation. So then Brandon was so skeeved out. He's just like, Hey, did you bring uh, animal <laughs> animal kingdoms? <laughs> it's like Animal Planet? No, <laughs> Animal Kingdoms. And so we went off and played, you know, with uh, some other people. And uh so we're playing and Kevin comes up and he's like, That's the guy or no, Jeff. We were playing with Jeff, and Jeff's like, That was the guy that upset Kaz so much. And I'm like what and you have to understand any any person who Kaz would say something mean about or at all disparaging i i can't even i couldn't even fathom it up to this point because Kaz loves everyone Kaz loves people who don't Along deserve most, love pretty much all people <laughs> yeah and and that yes there are people that don't deserve love and Kaz still loves them and it's it's fucking weird i don't understand but um so i'm like oh that's him that kind of explains a little bit And uh, the people that we were playing with who didn't see him from before were like, man, he looks just really angry or upset about being here. Uh, And and I couldn't figure out because his his roommate or whoever wasn't there this time. And so he just came by himself. So. Apparently, last time he was so miserable, he had to come back and be even more miserable. I'm not sure where this came <laughs> so from. Weird. But um, the where this is actually going is uh, what I, I hope to make sort of the topic of a little mini discussion here, is um, they started playing Quacks of Quedlinburg. And as you know, this is a bag builder, where sort of, and you're building... Uh, you're putting tokens into your bag and you're drawing them out and you're trying not to draw more than seven of these cherry bombs. So your potion explodes. So he was winning every single round by like double anyone else. Right. Never drew his number three cherry bomb. Nothing. Kevin came up and it's like, you know what? I think He's cheating. Yeah, and you could see the way he had his bat, the bag sitting on the table, and his hand kind of just halfway in. You could tell where he was putting his new chits, and the assumption was that his his three and probably his two were were over in the corner where he couldn't get them, and it was just so mathematically improbable never, uh, yeah, for for impossible. this to happen, like especially early game. Yeah, uh, any time in the game to not get the three. For the entire game, that's there, there's no way that that was happening. So, and everyone at the table saw this and was like knew what was going on. But obviously, none of us are gonna call anybody out. We're just that's not our style. That's not the vibe that comes with our game group. Yeah. We're we're very non confrontational. We just we're there to have fun. We're there because we enjoy each other's company. We enjoy playing against each other. And uh, and obviously he won by like double the points of anyone else. Um, and Which is also a clear sign that something's up. Like especially if a game that you've played before
0: and the design is very well balanced, it mm-hmm. should. The point if you're all playing reasonably well, even if you're new, you're going to end up pretty close to the herd yeah. of and point And I totals. don't.
1: And I don't think he had played Quacks before. Right. And the way that a bag builder is even is designed is you're going to have up rounds and down rounds, like just because of what the randomness in the bag. Mm-hmm. So it's it it, it is mathematically Super mathematically improbable For this to ever actually happen So obviously he was he was cheating um, And that brings to, to kind of what I want to talk about Is, is cheating um, I've never had to deal with this before yeah, I've Because never dealt with I've this before, Never played with anybody Who has done this And so I didn't actually I wasn't convinced this was even really a thing <laughs> um, I know you can But my question to you is Why? Why? I
0: yeah, I don't I honestly don't know. You know, what it reminded me of it reminded me of playing with my 6-year-old because he cheats because well, he's learning how he's to six. develop strategy and he's 6, you know, yeah. he he knows he wants to win and so he's learning <laughs> how to do that. And of course, you never really cheat, but it's so I I don't I'll go back to the your question. I don't get it because to me it seems like if you're cheating to win, you're clearly not playing the game. Right. And so now you're just doing an activity. So basically with Quack specifically, um, and just to give you guys, if you've never played it, the like just to clarify the odds of how impo- why it's very obvious he was cheating and we're not just throwing suspicion out there. In the beginning of the game, you have a certain amount of chits already in your bag, and they're mostly the cherry bombs. There's yeah. three twos, uh, or no, sorry, two twos, four ones, and a three, and then there's two other non-cherry bombs. And so you draw until you get seven total in num- numerical value of cherry bombs, and then... If you get one more, your pot explodes. And so everyone's going to draw mostly bombs for the first two to three rounds. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he's never drawing the high ones is very it's just not possible it's like you you can't do that because what you do is you buy new ones at the end of the game around you shake up your bag to shuffle them and then you reach in blind Um, so anyway what bill's saying is basically him just doing an activity where he's he's not shaking up his bag his three or his high ones are sort of tucked in the corner of his bag so he never touches them and his new chits are just placed at the front so now all you're doing is just (laughs) playing a game of buy a chit grab the chit and to me i don't get why you would do that and the only thing I can think of and we were talking about this before is that you have some need to dominate at all someone at all costs.
1: Yeah, like, like maybe you're not playing that game, you're playing some weird meta game right. where you're showing up at game night in order to, like, I don't know, make other people feel like losers and to make yourself yeah. be like, so you can go home and say, ah, I did it. I got one over on them. <laughs> I don't even remember what I played, but man, right. I dominated it. Right. Uh, I and maybe that uh, are there game groups for that? Oh, can you imagine a game <laughs> right? group where people right? just all, we're like well, all whatever try whatever to game cheat. it is, we're just all cheating, <laughs> and, and we're not going to call anyone out on it. Um, just uh, epic high scoring games because they're all <laughs> yeah, just cheating. Like, like I picture him going home. And being like, nobody even noticed, but everyone right. knew.
0: That's the other thing. We're all just too polite to be. Like, there's no benefit. For, for our group, a lot of times we have people come and go. I mean, there's core yeah. groups of us, and we have newcomers that come, and then they come for a while, and then, you know, life happens, whatever. And then a lot of times they'll come back at some point. But it's such a weird thing to have someone come in and for the second time and just cheat up a storm. <laughs> And we're not, we don't know this person. We don't know if they're going to be around. And even even if they are, it's like, well, Nobody's okay, gonna whatever, play this game guy is just cheating. So, okay, now I know that. And so you just acknowledge that. But no one's going to be like, just like call it out to everyone. This guy's cheating, blah, blah, blah. You can't play here anymore. So it's the sort of a sad thing where everyone's aware what you're doing, but no one cares enough to, right. or no one not, not even cares enough. No one can be bothered to be, they've got their own game to play because they want to play the game. So they're just going to treat you like you would a six-year-old and be like, oh, yeah. that's just how a six-year-old plays.
1: I like winning. So, I like winning as much as the next person. So do I. You know? like, there's nothing wrong with winning. Winning's cool. Yeah. I dig on it. But you know what? I can go weeks <laughs> and play two or three games a night. I can go weeks without winning a game. And, and I'm fine with that because yeah. I don't show up at game night just to dom somebody's face. Right. You know, making I, show or breaking up, it. Yeah, I show up to game night because I want to play games with, with cool people and my friends and I want to interact and be social and I want to have a good time. And, you know, I want the ups and the downs and the, you know, when, when something really cool does happen, I want it to be because I'm good at that game right? or, you know, I made the right thing happen with my choices and decisions for it to propel me over the top. I don't, want to be like to win knowing that that thing is i would go home and, and i'd be like oh yeah i won but i would know that i didn't yeah like, for sure yeah you, and, and he knew an em- that empty, he didn't win yeah so what does he get out of it is it just the manipulation of the other people
0: I mean, it has to be, you'd think so, right? Because it feels like, because here's the other flip side of this. This this guy's personality was very, like Bill touched on this at the beginning, um, even more so than my first experience with him, seemed just A, annoyed to be there and yeah, just annoyed I don't know why that anyone there. even we talking exactly. It's like, why are you here? You seem like a. You didn't like us from last time enough. Like we're a bunch of bunch of beta losers. I guess. that's That was his affect for sure. It's like I can't believe I've got to hang with these people. So it's like you're back you don't solo have to hang now. With now. Us. Yeah, you don't. In fact, we're probably better <laughs> off without you. But um, it's just a weird. Yeah, why are you there? what are you getting out of this? Because it seems like at every turn, he seemed extremely annoyed that anyone would even reach out to try and engage with them in conversation and playing these games that, uh, at all, like playing the games at all were just like kind of an inconvenience. And so yeah. it's like, it's like, did you lose a bet? Is someone forcing you to be here? Yeah. It's like, are is you, this your community? Exactly, service? Are you being required yeah. by the courts to come here and, and, uh, <laughs> I was it's telling, just bizarre.
1: I was telling Kaz before we started this. I'm like, well, if the whole thing is just you're you're trying to prove that you can pull one over on people, like, why isn't he out shoplifting? Right. Because at least then you can go home with something. Like, what do you get from beating a bunch of, like, guys at, at, at game group? You know, uh, uh, what are you getting? You yeah. you beat somebody at uh, Quacks of Quedlinburg. We go home. <laughs> you don't have anything. It's not like we give you a plaque or something. Right. Yeah. You know? Or we carry you out on our shoulders. Finally,
0: our champion is around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, literally none of that happens. You're like, oh, good game. And that's it. Uh, I mean, at least, I don't know, get a CD out of it or something. Yeah, I don't know. stores still sell CDs? There's got to be some some out there.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I think Target has, like, one shelf of CDs left. It's like, yeah. Marked down from the 90s. 90s. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe My thought with that was maybe he's just been doing that and he's been caught and uh, his name's on a lot of stores so he's oh. down to now trying to put a wool over game group size <laughs> scamming <laughs> Sad scamming state of game affairs. groups at bars <laughs> okay for self-satisfaction I, I guess but yeah i don't know i feel like some every once in a while you run into weird personalities at game groups and for the most of the time it's usually one of two things it's usually it's primarily like alpha gamers that's the biggest issue i would say with games is like there's a lot like We've talked about this before. Several of us in our group are very competitive, and we really like we want to win. Obviously, the goal is to win. We're very competitive, and it's you know, you can be going for a strategy and it's frustrating, it falls apart. But the joy of it is improving at games and then feeling like you've developed that that game or that strategy, whatever, to be a better gamer. It's not just the winning. Like, I want to win for sure, but I want to win because I played smartly and tried to find a strategy that other people weren't going after or whatever, over my decisions within the structure of the game. And so it is confusing as all hell to see any satisfaction from just cheating for the sake of cheating. And I guess that's at yeah, full stop. I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah, like I, I get I, I smudging things. I get like in the course of a game. Um, um, I don't know. Let's say you uh, can't remember if you got a chit that you should have gotten before. And you're like, I think I should have I'm gonna get it. And, okay yeah. great area. And maybe you did, maybe, maybe you, did, you maybe didn't, didn't,
1: but I, it doesn't push you necessarily push you over the edge. Right. Um, because that could have been anybody yeah. who said that. And we're all cool enough to be like, Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead and grab that. If that if, if you didn't take it, yeah then, then
0: do it. Or if a game's like kicking your ass and like like um you know, some games like Arkham Horror LCG or you're you're kicking your ass and it's just like It's frustrating. Some things, those games, be really frustrating if you've played enough, put enough time in it, and then you just die, (laughs) and you're like, okay, well,
1: Kevin and I have had this conversation because Kevin and I will cheat. Yes, at at Arkham (laughs) Horror. (laughs) But it's a co-op game. Yes. We're, yeah. che- we're, we're cheating together to continue the gaming experience. For sure. We're yeah. not going to, you know, if we beat the game, go around and like we're declare ourselves of masters of the universe right. or anything, right? We, we know what we did. Right. We know we fudged a little bit. Yeah. We know we, we you know, repicked from the bag because that would have ended it. Yeah. Oh, big deal. You know, exactly. we're, we're having a good time. We all agreed that we want to continue the experience. We want to continue the adventure and, and you know, we, we did it together. Together. It's not like I decided to do something and it directly negatively impacted anyone else at the table. Yeah. You know? That's a that's a a group kind of thing. Now Kaz does not cheat <laughs> I at just, our I don't core, know and it frustrates it frustrates a lot of But it frustrates Kevin too, because he's like, dude, when I'm soloing it, I'll grab another card. <laughs> I don't like, know why Kaz it just really bugs me. <laughs> it just bugs me if I lose it, I lose it, and then
0: I'll take my I'll take Roland and go home, and he'll lick his wounds, and he'll think about what happened, and he'll be that much stronger. For the yeah. I
1: don't know. So, yeah. um, I, I would love to hear other people's experiences. Uh, we don't typically have. Uh, I'm not sure we've really ever had, outside of maybe one or two anomalies, uh, any real what I would consider alpha alpha gamers. Yeah, uh, we have like guys say we have we have very competitive gamers and i'm i'm pretty competitive mm-hmm. i mean like i'll i'll shit talk at the table or whatever <laughs> but like i won't i don't bully anybody i don't feel like i make anybody feel bad about themselves i'd never i'd never talk shit to somebody i didn't know like, I talked shit to Kaz or yeah. Brandon or somebody, but, I yeah, mean, like, yeah. I was at Brandon's wedding, and <laughs> Kaz and I yeah. are, you know, friends. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's one of those things where, we, like, we give it back to each other. But, like, I I can't imagine uh, it, just not being welcoming and, and engaging and, and just kind of changing up the, the, the way that you play and the things that you do based on who you're – Mm-hmm. playing with and around which i i feel like i do i try and make anyone who's who's new or it's their first time i i want them to feel like they're as much a part of it as i am yeah and uh so i would love to hear people's uh, opinions and thoughts on this whole cheating thing and uh do you enc- do you guys encounter a lot of alpha gamers at your group if so how do you how do you take care of it um is there do you guys call out somebody you find cheating? Have you ever found anybody cheating? These are all right. like these are discussions I would love to have, like on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, yeah. um, Instagram and Twitter at Roasted Games One. <laughs> uh, just look for us on Facebook where the flaming dice. Uh, but yeah, I would I would love to hear some uh, some opinions, some thoughts on on this whole cheating and the alpha gamer thing. I I don't get it. I don't either and that's a good point too and a good way to end this
0: segment is like where do we go from here as we said we want our game group to be open to everybody it is a it is a refuge or it is a place of fun But I don't
1: want to play with this guy anymore Well, exactly
0: and that's the problem we're also we're not a place where you work through your shit you know. We the world's hard enough, and um, we therapy
1: session exactly.
0: We have games can be ups and downs, and we've had. Well, we've talked about this game. The best examples are when Bill and I have tried to intro game, and it fails horribly. You don't leave feeling great about game night a lot of times, but you come back and you 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 know we realize that even though we it has ups and downs, even emotional ups and downs, we all cared about each other. We want each other to have a good time, Mm -hmm. and this person though clearly just does not want. He, he, maybe he does want to be there because he's coming back, but his presence and his, the way he interacts with people is just with utter disdain and um, care, just couldn't care less.
1: I found out something about him, a little tidbit that may help, and, and I hope I'm not offending anyone else out there, but he does. He did tell um, everybody at the table that he judges magic competitions. <laughs> Doesn't, I and mean, I have seen a lot of really, really angry, really angry Magic players. That isn't so maybe it's just, just a Magic the Gathering thing. And if you're a Magic the Gathering player, I'm not saying that you're like that. But even you would have to admit, you run into that sometimes.
0: I think that personality is more prevalent there, for sure. And yeah, and I, I played Magic for a while in high school. I, I liked it, but that I ran into a certain type of personality there than ever in any other board gaming tabletop gaming it's just that
1: just angry a lot of, angry a lot of magic.
0: disgruntled disdainful personalities there that can't handle losing and um and with grace and so and i get it, it's a it's a competitive game and it is all about building that deck and you've got a lot of faith in it And when it fails it's frustrating but um there's no excuse for being a dick and so i think with this person specifically it's 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 the twofold thing it's the condescension and and disdain for your fellow humans while you're engaging in this activity and then the cheating thing is just a recent occurrence that is sort of on top of this so it feels like i can't imagine he'd be back but if he is i feel like as usual we treat someone with respect but also i think you start calling someone on their bs and being like hey man you know Are you okay? We're trying to, I'm trying to say hi to you and you seem like you're really struggling here. Are you okay? (laughs) Um, And then also, you know, I think you can call someone on cheating uh, good good naturedly and and call them out and being like wow that is a historic level of point disparity at the end of a game i have never seen that what's your secret
1: <laughs> you know yeah. uh,
0: you can just <laughs> maybe sort of... i should hold my back like that too <laughs> yeah, exactly you know and and i feel like that's what i would do with a friend who is just for whatever reason trying to cheat just to be silly i think this is more aggressive than that but you know you have friends who just i i can't imagine someone cheating throughout a whole game but they might hoping to draw your eye to see what they're doing i don't know just do, do something and you can call yeah. them out there but but i i go back to my six-year-old analogy this is what i do with my son when i see him we play quacks and he loves it um but he will like reach in his bag and i can see <laughs> he's a horrible <laughs> cheating like so i could totally catch him he, he's as just, are all children are, yes his eyes are he's reaching his bag, but he's he's his head's pointing one way, but his eyes are looking in his back. And so I have to be like, no cheating, no looking. And he would be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he will do it several times throughout the game. And so, uh, you know, I, I just feel like you've got to subtly call this out. And it can be in, in a non-direct way. I think you still, won't, I don't know, at least that's my, my typical way of doing that is. I make... Snarky comments.
1: <laughs> I'm just. I'm in not in a joking gonna, manner. I'm not going to play if he shows back up. I'm not going to play. Another but that's game the thing.
0: Eventually, just don't want to play with this person yeah. if it's if they are ruining a gaming experience for the people around them. Then they are not welcome there. And and. That's the biggest thing. Is this is about having a fun group experience? And if you're just there to shit on people, then you this is not the right place for you. Yeah, there's got to um, be
1: a meetup for shitting on people, right? right?
0: I can. I, oh, I'm sure there's many in every form of, this, yeah. <laughs> of the expression.
1: I mean, I mean, surely you can find something that's that's <laughs> like you know, angry ex magic players <laughs> just want to shit on each other. Right. Meetup group. We meet on Wednesdays or something. Um, yeah, I don't bring know. your own toilet paper. I don't know. But
0: but we'll update you guys as this yeah, progresses. And if this person comes back, and, and we once again, I've never experienced this exactly. Obviously not within the gay group we've talked about before, but this is just a just a weird personality to jump in and feel like, why are you here? Like, yeah. it's... I don't
1: know. Who knows? Well, um, moving on, we're going to finish up with a top five list. We're going to yes. kind of cruise through this, I think. Um, this list is... Uh, at, at least the way that I maneuvered around, you did top five, right? Not yeah. top. Two. Okay, yeah. good. guess <laughs> I'm like, oh, Actually, I may have, have like twelve five. games. So uh, narrow... this is games that I keep in my collection, and they aren't necessarily uh, like my favorite games. And I may not voluntarily really ever play any of these games um, unless there's like a certain occasion or a certain person or a certain type of event or gamer that i know that i'm i'm going to where this really um kind of has to be the the right situation i Uh, think that's it's
0: games i never reach for and why they're still in my collection it's like what is that situation that you're imagining will happen or
1: yeah and i i have a a situation i'm imagining for every single one of these (laughs) yeah no me too (laughs)
0: um okay well why don't you start it i i will uh like i said my list is i have not I'm, okay. I'm calling
1: it on the fly. So, right. um, one of the games in my list actually was on my top five event games. And, uh, and that's really the reason why I don't, uh, ever think to just pull this out. And that's Star Trek ascendancy. Mm. Um, it is even two player. This is a solid four hour game, if not closer to five. Um, I, I love Star Trek. I love 4X games. I love this game. Um, however, uh, realistically, unless we're just making a whole day out of this game, um, or I'm hanging out, especially if I'm hanging out with Larry, who's like a Star Trek fanatic. Uh, he's the one I've played this with every time I've played it. Um, and sometimes if we have a random five hours you know, and nobody else is around. (laughs) We'll, we'll play this game. Uh, it's very rare that it ever makes it out. And this is never a game that I would take to game night. It's not a game I would just like bring over to just play because, Hey, you know what? Let's play some star Trek ascendancy. Right? So, um, but I I do keep it around for, you know, the rare occasion if somebody's really like, Hey, you know, well, what are you doing next weekend? My wife's out of town. Oh well, my <laughs> wife's out of town. Let's let's play games all day. You wanna play a big one? Yeah. You like Star Trek? All right, let's give this let's let's give it a try. It's fun. Um but truthfully, I'd be surprised if I play this game more than once a year. I'd be surprised if I play it once a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I really do like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like I have a lot of those games, or a few of those, I like Battlestar, Battlestar did make my list, but that's my Battlestar Galactica, and, uh, um, okay, first one on my list is another game that I also really like, but I, <laughs> I don't think I've played this in the last two years, uh, no, I think, it's been a year and a half, though, or something like that, it's been really long, and that's Cosmic Encounter, so,
1: I think I may have played this with you the last time you played I it. I think you might have, yeah. Because we played it at game night once. It's probably been a year or yeah, so some Yeah,
0: something like that. Um, and Cosmic Encounter, the reason why it doesn't get played a lot is Cosmic Encounter is kind of... Broken. <laughs> well, for sure. It is definitely broken. <laughs> uh, but that's part of its charm. It is a silly, goofy game, and you just you, you have to be in the mood for it. For sure, like I really like playing it. It play is a game that plays also the the harder to get at the table. It's a game that plays best the more people you can get into the game. Right, for sure. Um, and so it plays three, two player, two cosmic, whatever, or three player. Cosmic yeah, it's not. Isn't great. Yeah, it's just yeah. that's that gets into more of like just take that and uh, like the our munch can complain of just hit the leader, hit the leader, hit the leader. Yeah. Um. So. I really love the game though. It's silly. It's got a great sense of humor designed into the game. And I love the chaos of it. But it can be jarring if you're expecting a very structured, stereo or normal gaming experience of rules that are dependable and you can trust them. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a structure that is uh, familiar and that you can uh, depend on as well. Uh, Cosmic just breaks itself throughout the course of the game intentionally. And the last time I played it, um, I. Who was I playing with? I can't remember who it was, but someone, um, who was just got frustrated by the end of the game because of that. And they're more of a serious gamer, game player. They sort of, um, lean heavily towards that and so they're getting frustrated and I think that was on me to not explain fully what was about to happen and what this was because on its surface it is about a a claim that you're an alien race and you're exploring the cosmos trying to claim planets as your own for um uh dominance in the system you can win together like you can each help each other uh you can create alliances basically um to win together which I think is what saves this game from being just too harsh but this person so it see or anyway this so this seems like a 4x game and right. like what do you'd expect where there's where there's like a lot of jack position and but you're creating an engine really not but it's really not not even close it's not even close it might at be all. 1x yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> 1x is really <probably laughs> at the most so i just love cosmic encounter i really think it's an anomaly with gaming it's been around forever and i think the most current version is the best version of it i I'll probably agree. wouldn't want to play the previous versions knowing what i know about them but um i don't get to the table a lot just for the fact that you've got to be in the mood for this and you've got to understand what is about to happen to enjoy this game you gotta right. gotta be a little more lighthearted about the gameplay and uh, take everything with a grain of salt and try to navigate through the silliness and the the uh chaos uh, the slight chaos It's not totally chaotic with your own alien abilities and that's where the alliances come in as well so yeah. Um, that's Cosmic Encounter. I would actually I was thinking about this today as we were making this. I was making this list, and I thought I really would love to, and I'd be fine yearly. Just trying to recruit a few people in game group just to have one night where like, are you guys up for this? Let's do a game of Cosmic Encounter, full complement. However many people are going to play it, and then I don't know because it it, it, has, it can have some epic and fun game moments.
1: Yeah, and the, the honestly, the thing I think is the coolest thing about it is how massively asymmetrical it is. Yes, yeah, uh, it is. It's so asymmetrical that it can't be a serious game, right? Because just that part alone is broken. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is is completely broken. But it it um, <laughs> it, it just but weirdly enough, it works for what it is. Somehow so, it does. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with yeah. you on that. Uh, my next game is a game that I used to really really like, um, and. I w- won't really play this game unless somebody uh, wants to play this game. Um, and that—that that uh, that's Secret Hitler. Oh, okay. Um, as you've, you've probably heard in previous episodes, Secret Hitler uh, was kind of our game du jour for a long, long time. And um, I just feel like I have gotten everything out of secret Hitler that I can. And I don't want to get rid of it because when, when you're talking about like, like a game that plays really well with eight, nine or 10 that isn't difficult to explain and you don't happen to have your copy of deception murder in Hong Kong, um, <laughs> secret Hitler works. Secret Hitler works for, for people for who aren't gamers. It works for really anybody. Um, But I am personally so sick of it that I'm never going to be like, hey guys, let's play Secret. Right, right. Um, So, in fact, the last time I played it, somebody at Game Group brought it and was like, I just got this. Have you heard of it? And a bunch of us were like, oh, um, so I'm gonna run to the bathroom for about forty five minutes. <laughs> but but I played it because you know what, it's it can it has its its moments. Yeah, it's uh, easy to I remember too when you f- first played this game. Yeah, so, I've gotten yeah. some great, great experiences out of this yeah, game. For sure. A lot of good memories and, and I, I really but I'm never gonna bring this game to the table. Yeah, it I totally understand that. I, I think but I'm, I'm not gonna get rid of it. Right,
0: exactly, yeah. It, you just we've played it's just an example of games we've played so much mm-hmm. that you just kind of know the beats of it and it's still engaging it's still a good good game but yeah i kind of i think i feel less strongly in that way about secret hitler but i'm i'm close in that way where i'd rather i'd rather aid like you said deception or um just other deduction games because yeah. man we played it in a, a <laughs> concentrated lot. a lot. Period of time so yeah uh, my next one is one that I um, played a partial game once. Yeah, this is in the early days of um, the game group, and uh, I went out and bought it, and I have not played it since. <laughs> that is Dungeon Fighter.
1: I can't remember. What the hell is Dungeon Fighter? Yeah, I, I was going
0: to say, I, think, I, I believe this was, uh, this was back at um, Comrade, and I think it was one of the days that you couldn't make it, and we had a very small group, and there was a new person that brought this game. And so we were just basically... He he brought a few games that he wanted to play, and so we were just playing his games because he wanted to play them. And this was one of them. So Dungeon Fighter is a dungeon crawler, I've and I... have never heard of this game. <laughs> there are... If you look it up on beat it is ridiculous how many expansions there are to this game. Um, So Dungeon Fighter is a dungeon crawler with a dexterity element to it. And that is the reason... <laughs> that second phrase is the main reason why I don't get this played or i don't even bring it to game night because i don't know i just i, I maybe i could and some people went into it but i just feel like our game night specifically this probably wouldn't be something that people we would be don't up do for. a lot of dexterity stuff yeah and that's totally fine it's got to be the right crowd and this so it's more of like a dungeon Whoa, crawler with a party element of it so the way you do the dexterity is it's a it's a dice rolling game and you are create you have a character that you are crawling the dungeon with and powers and abilities uh but the fun of it is the challenges of rolling the dice to a specific spot on the table um because there's a big like uh uh air uh, what do you call it? archery target in the middle and the rings have certain if the die lands on certain rings The benefits are lesser or more based on where it lands. And so the challenges as you progress the dungeon are how you roll the dice. And so it can be like okay for this next challenge you have to roll the dice off your nose and see where you can get it. Or can you do it under your leg and land it in a specific spot? And that can be difficult. <laughs> not everyone is up for I, the extent. I, I'm going to say that sounds stupid. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Oh, it does. No, it's very silly. And um. And yeah, stupid is not a wrong word, but in in the best way. <laughs> so I like what Dungeon Fighter does, but the downfall is that the extent of the certain dexterity can just be when, when a game is a turn is made or broken on, can you throw a dice? <laughs> under leg effectively not just to land on the table but to land on this target then i cannot yes exactly (laughs) and some people just and myself included are not (laughs) adept at that um but i still have it because i feel like it like like many of the games this is an excuse i have for a lot of the games i still have one day i will meet someone and this will be the perfect game for them and they will love it the other reason why i keep this game is i know when my son gets old enough in a couple years he will probably really like this game
1: yeah i could um, see that. i could see that
0: and i got it cheap it's not it's uh it's wasn't a super expensive game so i'm holding on to this game it's also a big box too, which is kind of frustrating and like shelving it mm. um it's not it's just a little bit bigger than a standard box so i just keep on to this game because i know someday i someday i will probably play it at least a few times to warrant the purchase and um maybe we'll be just looking for something silly and new and off the beaten path and that's the other reason why i have this game is it's unlike anything you've ever played before and if people Sounds are like for it. Just, you know, trying something weird. Then I've got a weird game to grab.
1: Okay. Um, so my next one is uh, one that I've mentioned on a couple other lists before. Um, and that is Betrayal at House in the Hell. Ah, yeah. I really liked this game. Um, I still think it is a fantastic concept. And I love the mechanisms. And I love the look of it. And I love, like, so many things about it. But... The haunt <laughs> is so broken that uh, the haunts in general are, right. are tend to be so broken that I I have trouble wanting to play this game for fear of hitting not one of the good haunts. Right. And so this keeps away from the table for me. Um, I did buy the expansion. I like the expansion. Uh, it's one of the very, very few expansions that I, is that the widow's I peak? own. That uh, Widow Widow's Walk. Widow's Walk, yeah. Um, and I, I really like it. Uh, this is not a game I would pull out unless somebody specifically <laughs> says, hey, do you have betrayal? I really like that game, or I've seen it, and I'd really like to play it, or somebody. Is, uh, I don't know. Hey, do you have any spooky games for Halloween? We're going to get together and play a few. Okay. I I might bring it then. Um, I'm certainly not going to get rid of it. Uh, but I would never, I'm not going to voluntarily bring it out. Yeah. I'm not going to bring it to game group and I'm not going (laughs) to be like, hey, guys, let's all play Betrayal. So,
0: yeah. Totally get that. Um, all right. My next one is, um, uh, well I'm trying. I'm debating between a couple and I these are also kind of fitting the theme of like I used to play it more like the more you know, we'll go with um uh Eight Minute Empire. So Eight Minute Empire is a game I haven't played for a long time. A really long time. And I used to play it a lot. Uh Eight Minute Empire is a Ryan, uh as I say Laucat game uh, he probably says Locket, it, lock it but it will always be Laocat to me Low cat <laughs> I love the imagery that that pulls up <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway uh, so this is uh, one of this is his take on a sort of quick well eight minute empire kind of explains it right there a quick area control game and uh spoiler alert it is not eight minutes but it is a very quick game it is a game where you are just sort of expanding um armies out and developments out across a continent several continents they should call it like 15 to 20 (laughs) minutes yeah yeah that'd be more accurate for sure um but uh it's a good game for sure i like this game but it just has been usurped by other gaming experiences. I mean, there's it's. I think the biggest reason why I don't play it as much anymore is just very simple. And Mm -hmm. as I've gotten deeper into gaming and my collection has grown, in a short period of time, if I have a short period of time, there's just other games that I'll probably reach for. Um, If I am insuring, this is a good intro game to people to like territory control and a quick one. So it's good for that. I think that's the main reason I keep it is the times I have played it um, after its heyday of my playing, it was introducing it to people and showing it to people and being All like, right. "Hey, check this out! It's quick. Let's check. This is kind of interesting structure." And and it always goes over well, but I just don't reach for it as if I'm looking for games I'm going to bring or games I want to play. I just I just don't reach for it. So it stays in my collection mainly because I like that. I think it's a solid design, and um, it's always a quick, good teaching game or uh, intro game that I just like to hold on to so okay and it's a small box so it's easy to store
1: (laughs) all right uh well my next one is uh another big game which is primarily the reason why um i'm it, it would will be rare for me to play it um and it's a it's a really good game uh it's it would have to be with the right people i could see once again setting up a day to play this cause this is a three to four hour game and that's uh, especially with max players and that's through the ages. Oh, okay. Through the ages is probably the best civilization game out there. Yeah. I think that
0: I've almost bought this game so many times. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I did buy it. Um, <laughs> I played it a couple times with my son, Joey. We rarely finish it. Yeah. Uh, we just get into a couple hours and then we're like, all right, I feel like we know where we're at. Um, but through the ages is uh, is so big and so long that it's, uh, it, it's just not going to make it to the table for me. Right. Um, but I'm I'm not going to get rid of it because I think it's a great game. Right. And it's kind of it one classic, of those. Yeah. It's kind of one of those games too where like people. Are kind of trying to gauge your board game chops, and that's sort of one of the because it's like a top ten BGG game, uh, and it has been for years and years and years. So it's yeah, it's one of those you know OG kind of games where like oh, do you have through the ages? No big deal. I've got. I got it. First printing. No big deal. Yeah, I have through the ages and Puerto Rico.
0: and guess which one i play more often (laughs) god i don't even know (laughs) at this point who knows yeah i I love puerto rico but i haven't been able to play it for probably a year or more you know it's funny that's the reason i have that i have not bought the game i feel like i have enough games right now that are long that i don't get to play and i like i know i would like the game but it's just I, i just know i wouldn't
1: get to the table Enough, You know, I but think you'd really like it. I, I I, would really think it would be fun for like you, me, Brandon, maybe somebody else. Yeah. Uh, to get to. I think it plays up to five. OK, um, cool. I'm not sure I'd want to play it at five. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot going on in each turn. Mm-hmm. But just like uh, TI4, if you're expecting that. Right, right. And you're planning on everybody having a 15 minute turn or whatever, then, you know, you can you can work with it. Yeah um but it, it is a really fun game i think you would like it for sure yeah we should definitely play it
0: one of those big game afternoons we'll pull it out um all right my next one is one that i i just i don't know why i have this game i, uh, I you have this game too and i think you have the similar thought and that is harbor I don't like God. Harbor. I have tried my hardest to like Harbor. I don't like it at all. I don't get why people like Harbor, but there are some people who love this game. Um, Scott Alms is a great designer. I uh, like a lot of his games, and uh, he does. The, he is responsible for the Tiny Epic series. And we, I, we've mentioned this before, but this is the game he designed right before he did the Tiny Epic series. This kind of feels like <laughs> he a fulfilled game. the contract. Yeah, he filled the contract with this game and um harbor should it's frustrating is harbor should be better than it is it's a good designer with good design chops and a unique structure but it's just it's very well designed it looks beautiful the art is great i forget the name of the artists off the top of my head but i really love their art um uh, and it's just frustrating it's a frustrating game and the main thing that's frustrating about it it is, has a shifting market okay that's fine i like that that's cool that's appropriate to what harbor is is where you're buying and selling goods but the market is so volatile that you never can have a consistent strategy it always feels like you're being undercut and that's fine logically but it leaves you feeling at least me feeling in the game that i never can get a foothold on a strategy i'm always scrambling. Or something there's never like any sense of oh, okay i've got a, a satisfying thing i'm going to do here it's more just like damn it how do i make the best out of this situation um and
1: i just don't like it so maybe i'm just someone who's not i don't like it either built um, for this yeah no i i don't like it either uh and honestly i have no idea why i even have it i wouldn't put <laughs> it on my list because uh it's games i keep in my collection but for a certain reason but i can't tell you why <laughs> the only reason yeah. i could like is i don't throw away games <laughs> The, yeah. And I don't know anybody else who wants it, <laughs> so you can get Harbor really cheap
0: if you want this game, uh, because I think several people have this. Uh, you get really cheap of, from me. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. You just really write us a letter. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but I think I keep it because this is in the similar. Uh, this sort of is a tie with Flow of History, where a game that I realize I don't really like, but I don't get rid of because I feel like one day I will play it. Every once in a while, I'll pull it out and I will play it and i will figure out why people like this game
1: with flow of history you keep it because you feel like you should I feel like, like i it. should like
0: it because it ticks every box that yeah. i w- want to like um but uh this is a uh, harbor similar though because i feel like i should like it i like i like a lot of things about it it's just the feel overall feel of how the game comes together is just falls so flat for me and um but man there are people who love this game and and uh yeah, I just, I just keep it, I guess, because I just hope that one day I'll, it'll one click day for me. you'll wake up and you'll go,
1: oh, I do like Harbor.
0: <laughs> but yeah. to have that happen, you actually have to pull it off the shelf, set it up, find someone to play with, and uh, play the game. Right. And I don't do that, so I don't know. Maybe through osmosis, I will suddenly become a fan. But Harbor sits gathering dust on my
1: shelf. My final one, a game that I keep in my collection um, for specific reasons, is Codenames Pictures. Uh, okay. Um, I have regular code names too, but we really only ever played pictures because everyone tends to like that one so much better. Um, I keep this game because not because I ever have the itch to play code names. Um, code names is fine; mm-hmm. it's fine. But I have a lot of great games, and so I don't play any like fine games. Right, right. Um, but but there are times when. You you know that Codenames is going to work for the people you're going to go hang out with. Right, right. Total non gamers can play it. You <laughs> said non gamers? <laughs> nuns. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> nuns could play it. I don't know why it flashed. Um, Can't, Don't shock the nuns. Right. So, S- simple uh, pictures. Non uh, gamers can play it, gamers can play it. Uh, anybody in between, it there's nothing difficult about grasping the concept or learning the rules. It can be explained in five minutes. It's a very easy concept, uh, very easy to get your wrap your head around, and it has a lot of like jumping up and down kind of moments uh, because it is it, it is a party game. I don't have a lot of party games. Um, really, the reason I keep party games is for parties with non gamers. Right. Um, and this is probably the first one I'd pull out for any party or event I was going to where I knew uh, where somebody asked me to bring a couple of games, and I knew there's non gamers gonna be there. Yeah. Uh, this this that's why I keep this game. So. Yep,
0: yeah, that is a good one. Um, uh, my last one is one that I actually uh well my, my last one is Firefly.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: Firefly is Enigma, and I actually was... The job game. Yes. (laughs) Firefly is a pick-up-and-deliver game, which is appropriate to the theme. And I actually like this game and have played it a lot, mostly solo. This game is one of my favorite solo games, I think, because it is so immersive in the universe of Firefly. I was a big fan of the show. Oh, I was too. Uh, great show. And this just dra- drips with the, uh, the theme of Firefly. And so I love existing in the world and the structure of this game. However, I've had some frustrating experiences with this game and um, I've realized, I was thinking about it today and I realized it's, I think I just haven't had the opportunities to play this with the best player counts. Like I said, it plays really well solo. Um, it's really satisfying and fun to play. You really can do a fun, fun little tweaks and run around this game um, and get a lot of satisfaction out of it. The other way I've played it the most, though, the other couple times I've played it were two-player with my wife, and it fell super flat, just thudded on the table. The way Firefly works is each game, you have a story scenario. Basically, it's a little background story of what you're doing and why, and then some objectives that you have to hit to accomplish the goal, or the goals you have to hit to uh, win the game in a certain order. And the... Problem with two player is that you are troping around a uh, traipsing around a galaxy when the galaxy is pretty big. (laughs) And part of this game is that there are two factions the Reavers, which are sort of insane space people, and the Alliance, which is the law basically. Um, troping around as well and if you do criminal activities as a smuggler they will well the reavers will just eat you for no reason but the alliance will arrest you <laughs> they don't care if you're abiding by the law uh, the alliance will arrest you and so those ships are moving around their space area their areas of space and in two players it's just too easy to avoid them and mm-hmm. too easy to have no obstructions to your objectives we had a two hour scenario that we started playing and Shelly won in 30 minutes and I was like wait what you just won what and she was just like this game sucks. (laughs) Like she hated the game because it was just
1: basically FedEx driver, the space game (laughs) 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 to me. It's just, I, I I like it. I'm, I'm with you. Um, in that, uh, I, I like pickup and deliver games anyway. And I, I love the firefly universe. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it, it's, it doesn't feel like there's, it feels, it gets, it gets repetitive to me. I feel like, yeah. So I have, I have not
0: played a full game, like one night why I was inspired to buy the game is I played a four player game partially I had to leave before the game ended but I played enough to be like oh I really like this and then I bought the game and then I solo played it to learn it and I really liked that and then we did two player games and it just fell flat so I really would like to I think I'm going to bring it to game night um, sometime maybe next week and see if anyone wants to check it out as a full compliment and see how that goes because there are some really fun things about it and I and I feel like it's either solo
1: or at 3 or 4 players probably it's a little, 4 it's also a little long for what it is i i feel like oh really when i've played it uh, yeah i feel like it it outstays its welcome a little bit oh,
0: okay I, see i feel the opposite cuz i a lot of times the game will end and i'll be sad that i can't run around and do stuff in the universe anymore <laughs> and i like i really mm-hmm. enjoy some of the missions are uh, a lot a lot of it is pick up and deliver but a lot of it is go to this planet and you're going to do uh, I don't know you're going if you're doing a criminal you're going to do a kidnapping or an assassination or something like that um, so I don't know I I, I could I totally see that where it feels like it can feel like a chore but and, it also maybe has been a long depends, time since I've
1: played it and maybe it depends on the scenario maybe it depends yeah, on who you're playing with and yeah. maybe so so I mean there's there, uh, I'm sure uh, but well, that's what I'd like
0: to do. I've never brought it to game night since I bought it, and I, like I said, I love it at solo. So I really think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to bring it to game night next week or next couple of weeks and see if anyone wants to jump in and a full compliment and play it again with fresh eyes with a group of um, solid gaming friends and see if um, what their impressions are too. Because I'm really curious what other people think about it. And um, I don't know. And then it might it might leave my collection if it if it falls flat again. Just because I do like soloing it, but it is a lot of stuff to set up to solo and there yeah. are other games that i solo that i like that don't take that don't take 30 minutes to, to put together yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. A beautiful game it's
1: beautiful yeah no it, it really is and it's very immersive so anyway to firefly
0: tossed my list for that reason and uh, i hope to turn that one around
1: <laughs> all right so that's uh that's it for today, I feel like we got, yeah, we touched on lot, a lot of stuff, yeah, a lot of good discussion here. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, give us your opinions on stuff, and
0: uh, yeah, what sits in your collection, gathering dust? What do you look, f- no, um, I don't know, fondly at or not fondly at in your collection yeah. and pass by and wonder why it's there or wish it was coming out more often for whatever yeah. reason?
1: What do you have that you're not going to get rid of and but you're not going to play,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. and, what <laughs> and psych- why? What psychosis do you think is feeling <laughs> that? <laughs> alright all right, guys well, yeah, we'd love to get your impressions on all of that of course And just um, so if you'd like to reach out to us as usually you can hit us up on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Roasted Games one you can hit us up at roastedgamesco at gmail.com you can find us at Roasted Games on Facebook we're the ones with the Burning Dice logo and you can go to our podcast hosting page eavesdrop.com and scroll down to the Roasted Games page and fill out our comment form there any of those work we'd love to hear from you and we will catch you guys on the next episode bye